Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Steve Kane, and today we are studying Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Chaf Zion. Today we'll be studying from Tractate Rosh Hashanah, page 27a and b. Now I'm going to go back to the beginning of the previous page, or rather the end of the previous page, the beginning of the last Mishnah, because the discussion on uh, on this daf uh, contains um, a lot of discussion on that Mishnah. But in general, the topics that are covered um, deal with the um, question of a shofar, which is gold-plated, something we'd find very strange. Um, and, um, uh, and yet, it was clearly done in ancient times. The gold plating was not on the end that you uh, blew on, but rather <clears throat> was on the other end and was on the outside. Um, and then the uh, Gemara talks about um, sounding of a shofar where you don't hear it directly, but you hear an echo. And uh, if you hear it directly, of course, uh, you have fulfilled your obligation but if you don't hear it directly, if it's an echo, or whether it be uh, from a um, uh, some kind of a um, cave or, or or some other kind of an opening or a cistern or whatever it might be, um, that if you hear the echo of the shofar, but not the shofar directly, um, you are not yotze. You have not fulfilled your obligation. Um, then there is discussion of the sounding of trumpets outside of the Beit HaMikdash, outside of the temple. I'm going to return to that in one second. And then finally, um, the page ends uh, on a discussion of different physical problems that one might find in a shofar. For example, what happens if it's split? It could be split along the length. It could be split along the width. Uh, what if it's repaired? What if a shofar is inside another shofar? Kind of a strange question. Uh, are you considered to fulfill your obligation? But what I would like to um, uh, center on today is the um, uh, discussion of um, uh, what happens with a shofar um, and when it is sounded with trumpets as it was done in the time of the, of the Beit HaMikdash, of the temple. And, uh, and here's how it, um, how it reads. It says, um, Shofar shall Rosh Hashanah shall Ya'el Pashut. Uh, that the shofar which was sounded on Rosh Hashanah should be of a Ya'el, that is um, discussion as to what a Ya'el exactly is, a certain kind of animal, uh, but at any rate it should be a, a plain animal, some translate that as a wild goat, uh, but it is straight, not curved actually, interestingly. Upiv mitzupezahav, and its mouth, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it was plated with gold. The mouth is where the sound comes out of and not where your mouth goes to sound it. <clears throat> and then the Mishnah continues, uh, And to the side of the uh, person sounding the shofar were two trumpet players, uh, and they both sounded their trumpets. 
shofar ma'arich, the shofar had a lengthy sound, v'chatzotzros mikatzrot, but the trumpets were short. Why? Because shemitzvat hayom v'shofar. The essence of the commandment was on the shofar. Now, um, what's um, interesting here is, first of all, most of us do not associate the sounding of a trumpet, which is uh, not a uh, natural kind of an instrument as the shofar is with Rosh Hashanah, but apparently that was what was done in the days when the when the temple stood. Um, and the fact that these were sounded together, well, the trumpets were short, the shofar was long, obviously to indicate the centrality of the shofar itself. But um, then on the continuation, that Mishnah was found on the on the previous page, on page Chaf Vav Amud Bet 26b, uh, and now on our page, there is an interesting discussion of how it is you actually fulfill the mitzvah when you have two sounds coming at you at, at once. And the Gemara says, Utre Kale Mi Mishtame, uh, is it possible that if two sounds were being uh, emitted at the same time, that you could hear them? Um, and um, the first answer that's given is that uh, this is why you prolong the shofar, so that you'll actually be able to, to hear the shofar, uh, and that will, uh, that will be a part of, um, you'll fulfill the mitzvah by hearing uh, essentially the end of the shofar. Uh, but what was what is interesting is that this whole question and discussion of um, of two sounds at once um, brings about one of the um, most famous um, uh, midrashim um, that we all know from uh, Kabbalat Shabbat. In that poem, it reverses the order actually, both in the Torah and in the uh, Brayta here. Um, where uh, in the poem it says, Shamor v'zachor b'dibor echad, that God spoke the words Shamor uh, to, um, uh, to guard and, uh, and Zachor to remember with one, uh, with one utterance. Um, what that means is the Ten Commandments, which appear in Exodus and uh, Deuteronomy, um, that um, in the commandment on Shabbat, uh, in um, in Shemot, in Exodus, it says, Zachor at Yom HaShabbat, that you should remember the Sabbath day. And then in Deuteronomy, it says, Shamor at Yom HaShabbat, you should uh, keep or uh, guard the Sabbath day. So uh, here the Brighta tells us that um, that Bidibur Echad Nemru, that God was able to somehow open uh, God's mouth and, uh, and and out came two words with un, with one utterance. Masha'en hapet but the human mouth can't do that, right? We have one sound, and one sound comes out. And, of course, the same is true of our ears. And the human ear cannot hear two sounds at once. Now, this um, uh, this concept of, uh, of tre kale, in other places it's not asked as a question, but stated tre kale la mishtame, are not heard, um, applies to other times when we need to hear clearly someone representing the congregation. So, for example, uh, I know in my congregation, if we have two people sharing an aliyah, uh, we instruct them that one person must say the beginning blessing before the Torah, and the other one says the ending blessing after the Torah has been read, but that they cannot do a duet because of this very principle, tre kale, that two voices aren't 
heard very well. Uh, and that is, that is actually, in, in my own experience, often the case that when two people try to say the same lines together, it isn't clear. And this points out the tension between the individual, that is, both individuals feel that they are fulfilling uh, a, a commandment here to say the blessing over the Torah, and the community, that the community also has to be represented and has to hear it, uh, that that's the tension. So while the two people, by saying it together, may be fulfilling their part of the bargain, the community doesn't get in on that. Um, now the Gomorrah here also goes on to say that it's interestingly that in certain instances we do allow two voices to, um, uh, to, to, to recite something together. Um, and those places are Hallel, and the um, and and the Megillah, uh, but the Gemara comes to the conclusion that since each of these instances are are something that occur very rarely, only a Megillah once a year, Hallel only a few times during the year, that people will actually pay attention enough so that they can hear all of the words. But in general, uh, you cannot have two um, uh, two sounds coming out at the same time. And indeed, the um, uh, the Gemara here and elsewhere instructs us that in ancient times when, um, when the Torah was read, um, the Torah would be read and you'd then have a translation. And um, uh, the, uh, the Gemara here says, Echad v'echad mit, v'echad One would read and then the other would translate into Aramaic, the language they spoke. Ubilvad shelo yehei echad korei and it should only be that you can't have one person reading and two translating because again if two people are translating they're not going to be able to hear um, and it seems to me that this this whole this concept in general that uh, we have as much as we like sometimes to have a group experience and have a few people come up for an aliyah uh, we have to consider not just the nature of the people who are coming up for the aliyah but the community itself uh, and it's a two-way street that the people who are coming up are fulfilling a mitzvah, but they're doing it also for the community. Uh, and so uh, we can't hear two voices at once, but rather uh, when we hear one in and of itself, it becomes clear to us and it allows the person to fulfill the mitzvah and the community to participate. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.